Welcome to One Podcast Architecture and Design. Our episode today focuses on Enzo Mari, one of the most important designers, artists, critics and theorists of the Italian school. His recent death leaves a great void in the hearts of the many who loved his ideas and work, but also brings attention to a series of central issues for the culture of the project. We'll talk about his life and long-term friendship with Stefano Casciani, editor and publisher of Disegno magazine, as well as writer and professor. Welcome Stefano. Uh, hello everybody. Hello Deborah. Thank you for thank you for your call. I'm here to say something about my old old friend uh, which was unfortunately left us two months ago, I guess. Mm. Yes. Very 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 sad. You had met him at the end of the seventies. Was he more of a teacher or a companion to you, Stefano? I was rethinking about uh, those years. I was uh, reading a small booklet. Uh, I I could call it a pamphlet that uh, Enzo Mari produced for the Associazione per il Disegno Industriale Adi, which is the oldest and most important Italian. And uh, the title of this pamphlet was uh, Hypothesis for the Refoundation of the Project. So very, (laughs) very, very wide uh, question. And the titles of the publication are sort of like uh, about the quality of the relationship with the political action or uh, things like this. So... When you ask me the question, I would say that we were, uh, in some way, we were on the same side of the, of the discussion about design uh, in a political uh, sense. The only detail is that I was 24 oh, years wow, old, wow. <laughs> and he was 48 <laughs> years old. So we were, uh, and so has been uh, a leader for a certain kind of uh, uh, approach critical approach to the profession also of design. So that's, that's uh, his greatness is this, uh, his uh, capability to stay on the two fronts. One front is the professional front, mm-hmm. relationship with industry especially, that he loved so much because also of his uh, origin. His father was a small entrepreneur. So work was the first front was work. And the second front was the discussion, the critic. I would call them two A-sides. A-sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a very long story because it's, uh, and the sadness of his loss is concerning the fact that I know, I used to know him for 40 years. years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 40 years, exactly. 40. Yeah, because the, we had this uh, collaboration. My very first collaboration with a designer in Milan was uh, with him. Yeah, I arrived uh, in Milan uh, around uh, 78, 79, and he was working on this uh, main uh, exhibition project mm-hmm. still for the Association per il Industriale, Adi, Adi. Uh, from, a, from a critical position, of course, <laughs> and it was, was a huge and important project, but unfortunately it wasn't, wasn't realized. The exhibition uh, was not, in the end, he, he left the, the association because of political uh, reasons, of <laughs> course. But, uh, but the document of this, uh, of this exhibition is there. It's a small booklet also, and I, I'm going I guess and we'll publish it uh, partially on uh, one magazine next. So yes, it's your a very... article actually, Stefan, in one magazine is part of a trilogy in a way, you know, and includes yes, yes. personal memories, but al- but also text, books, and the opening yeah, act a... is the theory of Mari's poetry project for Danese in 1974. What was so unique and unusual about it? And he met Bruno Danese in 1958, probably, when it was still like a small setup back then, but it had appeal. 
yeah, it, it's, this is another very long story, and uh, it would take uh, <laughs> some hours to tell uh, all of it. But uh, the, um, to make a very long story sure. short, <laughs> Danese has been the the, the main um, producer of uh, Enzo ideas in, in design, in objects, but not only because but Danese was also producing art editions. And already this tells a lot about uh, the personality of Enzo Mari. Was, uh, he, was, he started as an artist, actually. He graduated uh, at the, the Academia di Belle Arti in Brera, in Milan, with a strange, uh, yeah. strange thesis about hammering uh, nails. He could, not, he could not go to university. Is it true? That yeah. He yeah. Because yeah. He was, you know, coming no, from he was like the only... He, he, yeah, in the memories, uh, in some memories... Uh, it was the only higher school which you could uh, attend. And this tells also a lot about the <clears throat> strange relationship that uh, Mari has always had uh, with uh, art. But um, so Danese has been a very, very peculiar manufacturer. Uh, he would uh, deserve another conversation if we will have time <laughs> next on so. one magazine. Uh, the, the focus of the question of the a proposal for the uh, making of the porcelain is uh, actually the, the, the work. Uh, I, I cannot tell you now the whole theory of work in Marxism, in Marxism or which, uh, uh, which uh, Mari in some way had embraced. Mm. But uh, they, the, the, the focus of the project is the, to give the possibility to the manufacturers, to the craftsmen, of creating something of their own invention. Mari established uh, some rules, some components of a sort of alphabet for producing, for making different uh, models uh, of uh, <coughs> tableware in porcelain. And the craftsmen were able to create their own compositions. So that's, that, that tells a lot about the idea of Mari. Manufacturing is not only the work of the entrepreneur or the, or the designer who thinks everything about the project, but it's also in a, in a very deep sense is the work of the workers, actually. And this was possible because Danese was, uh, yes, it was, uh, there were products which were industrially manufactured, but there were also projects which were still uh, uh, the fruit of craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. And this special relation between craftsmanship and industry is another very important uh, point in uh, the ideas in the, the work of Ensomari. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in this respect, he's a, he's a, he has been a pioneer uh, in many other things because since some years now in Italy, uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, publicity and talking about uh, how important is this relationship. But in those years, in the 60s and the 70s, very few designers and very few entrepreneurs, industrialists were taking care of this aspect. So the ideal title of this podcast of this conversation when I was thinking about it in, in the last days could be an, uh, an Somari an alien in Milan. Milan uh, is for everybody, is the capital of industrial design. We are famous all over the world. But uh, his position has always been a, a sort of strange one. So Mendini, uh, yeah, totally anti-academic. Uh, the, the, the doubt uh, yeah, the, the doubt was uh, part of the way of how Enzo used to think about design. Mendini used to say, another friend, uh, 
rather friend, very important of uh, yeah of everybody. Uh, you, he used to say that Mari was the conscience of uh, Italian design, which is a nice way to put it because yeah, sort of uh, bitter sweet conscience, more bitter than sweet probably. You know, the, the voice you can't listen to, so sort of yes, easily, exactly. Yeah, very softly. Yeah, very, very well said. And the return to craftsmanship, in a way, after you know so many years, is it a way to escape, if you want, to the original scene for designer? Tell us about a little bit the concept and idea of the original scene. Yeah, that, this is a, this is a statement that Ettore uh, Sozzas, who wrote the text for the little booklet. Uh, for Enzo Mari, he actually said that, yes, that, that Mari is trying, but, uh, yeah, to, to get over the, this original scene, because for Mari, he was a socialist or a Marxist, whatever you want to call him, or an anarchist in my, in my vision, um, more than an anarchist than a, than a Marxist in some way, because uh, he was not very fond of uh, rules, in generally, in behavior. And uh, the point was that uh, there is always... In some way, there is a tiny possibility to create some design, some design work, which still uh, is able to make peace with the, with the workers in some way. Uh, because if, if you feel closer to the workers and to the manufacturer in some cases, it can be a very, can be a very schizophrenic position. And uh, the greatness of Mari is that uh, of Enzo is that he was actually able to do this, and not 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 so many designers were were able to um, work in this way. And on this uh, very complex uh, issue, he has founded all of his work until the last uh, until the last moments of his life. I think the word you were looking for just a few seconds ago is to redeem and redemption yes, exactly. could be probably yeah, redemption. Yes. one of the redemption song. words. Mm. Yeah, yeah. To 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 quote, uh, yeah, to quote Bob Marley, we would call this uh, we would call these works uh, redemption song. Just embracing other main uh, protagonists of that time, you know, together with Danese. What was Marley's relationship? With um, Bruno Munari, for instance, just to. It was a very contradictory relationship because uh, Bruno Danese and his wife, Jacqueline Bordeaux, she's been taking care of all the business together with uh, Bruno. They were a quite small company and they were an exception in the landscape of Italian, of Italian design. Uh, Bruno, in some way, was a also a political artist because he was able to take this very difficult person, this very difficult character of Enzo Mari, which could be also quite aggressive sometimes in stating his positions. And uh, <clears throat> he was so such a kind and uh, cultivated person, Bruno, that he was actually able to, in a, in a quite smooth way, to, to translate and so ideas in objects that he could actually that he could actually manufacture and, uh, and market. So it's it's a very it's a really really special relationship. I never asked them uh, actually actually I asked once uh, Bruno what is the difference uh, with, between uh, Bruno Munari who was the, the first designer starting artist designer to starting to work with uh, Danese. What is the difference between Bruno Munari and Enzo Mari? And uh, <clears throat> Bruno said, okay, so uh, Enzo Mari comes to me, I ask him, uh, uh, design me please a nice tray. 
and he comes to me with 20 different <laughs> possibilities of making the ashtray and he, and I, uh, I tell him okay this is okay well I'm not sure about this and he gets angry if I don't get all of his 20 <laughs> different uh, or okay I'm joking 20 no but at least five uh, and then Bruno, Bruno Munari comes to me with a little sketch on a little piece of paper and uh, asks me, would you like to do this lamp? And if, uh, if I have any doubt, I say, mm, I'm not so sure. Mm, I don't know <laughs> it fits with our collection. And Bruno Munari says, okay, okay, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> tears, tears the paper. So uh, that's that's uh, Timmy family names or surnames. Yeah, it's it's a very strange. Yeah, there is. There, we will need some. Uh, yeah, some semiologists uh, uh, to analyze because yeah. Bruno Munari and Bruno Danese and Somari and Bruno Mu- and Marian Munari. Marian Munari. I also, yeah, I remember them also. Uh, sometimes. And so used to tell me, I, Munari, he had a very, also with Munari, he had a strange relationship because actually Bruno Munari was the one to introduce him to, to Bruno Danese. But then, of course, uh, with such a strong personality, Enzo was able to create his own uh, body of work. And uh, sometimes Enzo used to tell me, ah, Munari, they, they confuse me and Munari, Mari and Munari. So it's been, uh, it's been, a, it was very, it was very nice. It was such a kind of Paul uh, um, controversy, but in fact it was not a controversy. And, uh, and I was able to publish this book, Arte Industriale, mm. which I mentioned mm. in my art, in my first article. That's and that that was a sort of catharsis between. Uh, because I, of course, I discuss with Bruno, I discuss with them, Bruno, with the two Brunos. Yes. No? I discuss with Bruno. Bruno Danese told me all these stories, which I've been trying to quote here. So it was a fascinating time, actually, I must say. Um, Stefano, last question for you. How can one remain a designer, an artist, in a world dominated by profit, industry, and the need for standardization? Is this still a key question? today as it was in the 70s or back then? Yeah, it's a very interesting question and a very difficult one because uh, things have changed a lot. Uh, the, the design industry now has so many different levels. Sometimes I used to say that there, are, there is a virtual uh, consumerism of design as a real consumerism of design. So you have consumers who only <laughs> consume the image of design no? because of the social media, because everybody is talking about design. Okay, now we are going through a very difficult time, but we used to have uh, plenty of exhibitions and uh, meetings and discussions. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in the present time, it's not so easy to find uh, uh, main industries who are able to give a voice to this uh, important relationship with craftsmanship. But it, it exists. Uh, it's, a, it's a sort of uh, underground river <laughs> which is flowing and sometimes uh, this uh, little river comes out and you have some very good uh, pieces. But uh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to be nostalgic. But uh, of course, in those years, till uh, let's say the 90s and around those decades, this was more 
this was more interesting. Now we are in, uh, we, you know, we are in this whirlwind of uh, yeah. communication and information. Uh, on a small, yeah, and the, the, when, yes, when the market, when the market, uh, when the industry, when the, the design industry was smaller, probably it was easier to recognize uh, some very important emerging position. But still, in some way, I was, I was. Uh, not shocked or not surprised, but I was uh, uh, very impressed by the reaction at the death of Enzumari. And there were uh, plenty of people, plenty of young people moved by this uh, loss. And uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the days soon before his uh, death, uh, there was a small exhibition in, uh, in an art gallery about the Hammer and Seagull project, which is a very, also another very long story. I also could quote in my articles for one, and I was surprised to see how long was the, the queue of young people trying to enter the gallery and see the work of Somari of uh, 50 years ago. So it's a it's a very moving uh, it's a very moving and uh, situation for me. Still sort of like live and kicking still sound uh, safe and sound today. Stefano is uh, is lesson of theory and attic of of design, should we teach these at school? And yeah, it's it's a very old. This is also a very good point. Yeah, I understood from this uh, image that I keep in my mind this vision of these very young people uh, try to um, quietly queuing for attending the show. Uh, I think there is a need in the, especially in the younger generations, to have uh, more, more not theory, but to have more. Um, Someone to principles, give them a yeah, method, right? so the principle, yes, yes, values. yes, principles, values, yeah. Mm. Uh, because of course now uh, the competition in the design industry is so strong. We have, uh, rightly, of course, there is also a lot of foreign designers who are working in a very good way with Italian companies, but uh, the competition has become a very very difficult. So I guess for these young people, it's uh, it's important to have some reference points, uh, some values, as you say, that they would uh, at least study, because uh, study is a key word. I think uh, 50% of the work that Enzo Mari did was studying, uh, uh, rethinking, yeah, rethinking, yeah, rethinking, yeah reflecting Hungry, on the... Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important part. Not, not only advertising uh, and, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Stefano, for sharing your memories. And we look forward to the next chapter of the trilogy. Tamari wrote somewhere that the first secret to becoming a good designer is think for yourself. And thank you, Stefano, for helping us to think for ourselves. And you, You're very welcome for this chance you gave me to talk about, again about my very, very, very good and, uh, and beloved friend. Thank you. So until next time, bye-bye from Jabra and please keep following us on all the major digital platforms for podcasts and read us on our online magazine one.listenergiordano.com. Bye-bye.